Hello and welcome to the Dharma Life podcast. I'm your host, Aloise Surfleet Middleton. Each week I show you how to build a life in alignment with your soul. I interview top thought leaders changing the world with their work. And I also show you how you can build a life in alignment with your soul, do your Dharma, be happier, healthier, live longer and have a deep sense of unshakable inner peace. So without further ado, let's dive into the next podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dharma Life Podcast. I'm your host, Aloise Serfley Middleton. And this week I have a lady who I first heard on Magenta Pixies Roundtable and her wisdom, her knowledge, her energy, it was a no-brainer for me to invite her on the Dharma Life Podcast. So Amenti the Awakener, welcome to the show. Hi, greetings to you and greetings to all of your viewers as well. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And this woman has the most incredible bio. So I'm going to give you the highlights. Um, I don't know quite how we're going to get through all of her. We just had a chat prior to her coming on. I was like, there's so much I want to talk about. Um, But the highlight is she's very much a a master teacher. And she is a 15-dimensional avatar soul. And she's going to explain to you what that means. Because I know she's integrating that 15th dimension as we speak. She's a blue flame holder, a blue ray being. She's also ascended many times in previous lifetimes. And I know she's going to have so much wisdom that she can share with us today. So, Amenti, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> can you kind of... I don't know quite how you're going to do this, but in a nutshell, kind of, can you give a synopsis of, you know, who you are and obviously what you're doing on the planet currently? Brilliant. Okay. So I am a mentee, the awakener. Um, I am a spiritual healer, a master teacher, a holistic health and therapist, sorry, holistic health and wellness consultant, a starseed, and amongst other things, I'm also an author of uh, book 12 Seeds to Awaken Your Spirit. And yeah, it can be quite difficult to uh, <laughs> condense the journey. But what I would say is I am, a, I am a true spirit having a human experience. I was born awake. So my first um, experience or my first memories were of being in the womb. And I saw wow. myself as light and as energy. And I saw these tall light beings. They were almost shining gold and rose gold light. That was the frequency that they were emanating. And it was, it was, I was told that they were preparing my mom's womb uh, for, for my birth. And um, I later found out that that was one of those big beings was called Uriel. And that was one of my guides, Archangel Uriel, who's a seraphim. Um, when I was born, I didn't enter into the body straight away. Um, and I saw this spiritually. It was like I was watching from um, the moon. For me, the moon mm. is like the, the TV screen that, we, that we're able to see what's going on on the, on the earth planet. And um, yeah, when, when I came into my body, it was after my my body had been born. They say um, the soul comes into the body for about three months, isn't it, after it's exactly. born? Exactly, yeah. it, it depends on the vibrational frequency of the soul. So okay. they say that all souls come in at a later stage because before that, the body is not able to maintain the frequency of that soul. So for me, it w- I needed to have passed through my mom's portal first before my soul actually integrated into my body. 
Um, and so th that was one of my first memories. And, and I did ask my mom, you know, did I cry when I was first born? And she was like, no, there was a slight delay. So that, that helped me to confirm it. One of my first experiences I remember as a child was that I was always speaking to God. Like I knew God before I knew anybody else. God was like my imaginary friend and the narrator of my life who explained everything to me. I didn't know God through religion. I knew the, the creator as my other half. That's all I knew. I knew that I came here to earth to do a mission, which was to help humanity uh, to, to ascend into their higher consciousness. And I didn't know what that meant at the time. To me, it just meant learning to teach them how to love. And um, my connection with the creator was so intense that every day I would spend my time on my bed, lying down, logging back into source, letting him know everything that I was feeling, everything that I was experiencing. Um, I always had a natural touch, a natural gift of healing. So whenever I touch people, I can feel what's going on in their body. I get a download of what's going on for them. One of my gifts is being able to tap into people's souls as well. So when, I'm, when I meet someone, instantly I get their soul energy comes forth, not, not, who they, not the image that they are. Mm. Also, um, I'm a channel as well. So I've always, brought, I've always been able to channel guides, high ascended masters, and bring in information that I shouldn't really know. I was a child that loved to write, loved to draw. So I was getting a lot of information, um, and symbol codes and key codes very early on in my life. Singing was one of my major gifts as well because it helped me to activate and heal things that I was going through. And I don't necessarily mean singing in a commercial sense. I mean more toning and using tones and frequencies to heal my own body. So my first early experiences were just knowing that I had been sent here and that I was the other half of the creator. I, uh, God showed me that I was his, his divine opposite and like, if he was the light, I was the breath. If he was the word, I was the Holy Spirit. And so that's what I really understood. But I also understood from a very early age that people didn't interact with spirit in the way that I did. And mm. that part of my journey was to help them to learn how to connect directly to the source, how to have that divine connection to the creator. Um, I was very aware, um, I was aware very early on in my journey of a lot of the things that I would go through, which included sexual abuse, spiritual abuse, mental abuse. I was shown very early that my mother wasn't actually my mother and that I'd come here to mother her. I was shown a lot of the things that she went through, the sexual abuse, and I was also shown that I came to transform that energy. So as you can imagine, it was wow. on one level quite burdensome because it's like, okay, how do I do all of this? You knew your life path. You were shown your life path. Like Exactly. And it was only because I had that intrinsic connection with the creator that that, that was all I knew was real. Everything mm. else was the story that had been created. And I also saw that, and this is spiritually, I never meant in terms of like in a disrespectful way, but I could see the age of the souls of my parents. So I knew who they mm. were in the story, right? Mm. Even my in-life memories, I've remembered being uh, a Magdala priestess. I've remembered being in the Queen Courts of, of Queen Elizabeth. I've remembered um, being in Lomoria. I've remembered being in Atlantis. I remember it to the point where I write stories about it. When I was in school, um, they asked us to write about uh, if there was life on other planets, <laughs> you know, just as just as a uh, exercise, and I came up with a with a two to four page essay on my life on Venus, right? <laughs> and that was my first shutdown as well, because uh, when I got to that school, the teacher then called my mum in and was like, "This girl is is a very powerful writer, but she has a very vivid imagination, and you need to curb that." 
And for me, that was one of the first of my introductions to the suppression of your mm. light, you know? Because for me, it was just it was just real information. And that was going to be my next question, because, you know, personally, I consider myself a starseed. I never felt like I fitted in. But, you know, I didn't have anywhere in shape or form what you are describing. So how was that actually progressing through life being like you must have felt quite. I suppose you had your connection, so you didn't feel alone. I mean, I did feel alone. Um, I felt alone in the earth realm. I Mm. felt I felt. But. We, and even when I used to bring that to the most and say, God, I feel alone. He'll say, well, if you break down the word alone, it means all one, meaning that you're always connected. Like there's, there's no way that you could be separate. Every time you close your eyes, I'm here. So my, my faith and my strength came from the spiritual realm. It didn't come mm. from here. Mm. Even when I looked to religion to see if I could find people that at least, you know, felt about God the same way that I did. I didn't feel God there because there was an intermediary between mm, the people and God whereas mm. my connection was 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 just straightforward I didn't have any intermediaries you know even guides I didn't have guides when I was growing up um I would have assigned like people that would help me with assignments you know Saint Germain came to me when I was 21 but I didn't know who he was I just felt this energy and started working with it so it was interesting because on one hand I knew what was going to happen to me but actually living the experiences was also difficult because when I went through even just like the sexual abuse on a level, I knew that I was coming to clear some ancestral karma in my family lineage of suppression of feminine energy. And so on that level, yes, logically I got that, but to actually go through that experience, that was when I had my first out of body experience. And that's where I learned how to master living from the observer's perspective to be in the world and not of the world. And that's one of the things that starseeds, we have to understand because we are so emotionally connected because we're so sensitive. Mm. Being in this realm, it can be difficult to not feel other people's feelings, to not get attached to the story. But I had that from a very early age through the trauma of my experiences. It's literally like my soul and my body would split. So Mm. I would see myself Mm. now seeing the scene rather than being in it so Mm. I didn't necessarily have the emotional triggers until later on in life because now I needed to process those rights I needed to process that and um, I remember telling my mum you know um, what had happened because obviously I knew that this was part of my journey and I remember telling her and thinking in my head that she went through it too. So obviously me telling her this, it's going to help her to wake up and stuff. And I just saw her shut down. I saw her tell me that what I was saying was a lie. I saw her tell me, you know, no, this is not true. And I realized that that moment that humans don't like to hear the truth, that they're so traumatized by their own stuff that even if you come speaking the truth and you speak it with love and joy, they will still not be able to, mm. to hold it. So I feel like that was one of the points where I started to feel the most alone just because I knew that the way that I thought wasn't how most people thought. And so I didn't get the experience of having people in my life who could, could teach me and guide me in that way. And so I also knew that that meant that I was here to help other children and starseeds because I was very much still tethered to the spiritual realm. So I realized that a lot of young people who go through certain things when they incarnate, um, the trauma that they uh, experience can sometimes be so debilitating that they their spirit becomes suppressed and they become disconnected from their higher self. So through the experiences that I went through, I realized that what I was doing was preparing myself to teach and empower others who had to go mm. through the same thing. 
when we look at the blue rays, the blue rays are the activators. Christ was a blue ray being. He came in on that blue ray frequency, which represents the divine will of God, the ability to speak and activate and communicate the will of God. So I realized from a very early age that my words have had power. And I also realized that I was here to help others to understand the connection between them and the creator and also to understand that they're not their story, that they're actually something greater than that. Yeah. And I was going to say for people listening, you know, how they can relate it to themselves. You know, our, our, what we go through is often part of our path. You know, our mess is our message. And, you know, what you're describing there will be really relative for probably a lot of our listeners. You know, can Definitely. you kind of share, talk on that for people listening? Because if they're relating to something you're saying that they've maybe gone through an experience, you know, how is that part of their path to move forward with? Each soul, before we choose to incarnate, we make a plan with the creator of what it is that we come here to do and experience. I want to let you know that each soul is perfect, whole and complete. There is no judgment. There is no karma is just a lesson and an opportunity to learn new things. And all of our experiences, all the experiences of each soul that incarnates, the information goes back into the Akashic record so that another soul that comes in can utilize that information. So one thing we have to understand is that earth is a school that in which the souls can grow, learn and evolve, right? You are already perfect, whole and complete. You are not sent here to be punished or to be any of those things, right? So you make your plan before you come here. You make a, a personal plan of what it is that you want to experience to, to have an awareness of growth within your own soul's development, to understand what it means to be God, to be the creator, right? And so you, um, and you also have a, a collective mission. So you agree to become part of a bigger agenda. So the bigger agenda that we've all agreed to come into right now is this ascension. And an ascension means moving from one level of frequency to another, one level of consciousness to another, one realm of experience to another. So um, when we choose the things that we're going through, even if we choose abuse and things like that, what we're doing is we're really ultimately learning about love through the lack of love or through the, mm. through the illusion mm. of not having love, right? Because in this, world, in this realm, at its current state, it's been governed by duality. So it's a realm in which that we can explore opposites. But really, as we move into this next realm, we're moving into the realm of polarity, oneness. So understanding that there is good and bad, not good or bad, and all of those things help you on your experience. So we choose these things before we come here. And we choose the people to support us in learning those lessons. So let's say, for example, your lesson is to learn unconditional love. You may have chosen to, be, um, to grow up in a home where you're abandoned, where you are um, put into positions where you are neglected or things like that. Because what will happen through those experiences is you will learn the true power of love through the absence of love, through mm. the illusion of the absence of love. And so when we go through traumatic experiences, what we're actually doing is we are learning through them and as we learn through them and we clear through them and we ascend them ascend through them we're ultimately erasing it from the collective conscious as an experience that we need to have so as we're moving into this next um this next uh, stage of reality which is 4d sorry 5d 60 the 4d 5d and 60 there's going to be no need for us to have certain experiences around sexual abuse and things like that it. it's to yeah we've cleared it and it's to do with the lower self we are moving into mm. the heart chakra. Mm. So in order to move into the heart chakra, we have to master the lower self. Why do we need to master the lower self? We come into this realm, perfect, whole and complete, but we go through a process of amnesia that allows us to, to basically live out the lessons or live out the story that we'd already predestined before we come here. 
Now, our innocence is what we're born into. So we have that divine knowing, that divine childlike innocence. We are a child of the creator. But whilst we are here, we go through these lessons in our life, these traumatic experiences, especially in childhood. And what happens is our innocence becomes our lower self. Okay? So mm-hmm. the, the ego now starts to develop. Where you had this pure joy and this effervescent mm-hmm. nature for life, now mm-hmm. you've got rules and restrictions and you're having to now basically learn or, or create the experiences that are going to give you the teachings in your later levels of life. So this is why it's important to understand the stages that we go through because we have to return to innocence. We have to master the lower self. When you look at the lower three chakras, the root, the sacral, and the solar plexus, they all connect to the attributes of the lower self, our survival instincts, our creativity, and our power. Mm -hmm. The 3D world is always testing us on survival, creativity, and power. So is that why, obviously, at the moment, obviously, all of our shadow is coming up? and and Exactly. Because we've got to integrate it so we can move up to the next level, essentially. Exactly. The last Mm -hmm. three chakras... The lower three chakras represent, in our reality, dimensions one, two, and three. So we've been living in a reality or a harmonic universe, which has been based on those three dimensions. We're moving now up into another triad, which is four, five, and six. Now, fourth dimension is the astral realm. It's our thoughts, our emotions, right? So I want to just stick a pin then. Mm. So the first three, one, two, three, are based on our lower three chakras. Mm -hmm. So the lower three chakras are called our personal chakras. And the heart chakra is like the gateway into what's called the transpersonal chakras. So that's your heart, your throat, and your third eye, which are all about projecting energy outwards. These are our higher levels of interacting. So the process, so the point is that right now we're having to master the lower self. We're having to take our inner child and put her through the processor so that she can detach from all of the emotional connections to the stories, learn the lessons. Those lessons go into the Akashic records and we as a collective bridge into the heart Uh now uh right but the thing is with the fourth dimension it has just like the heart has four different ventricles or it has a lower part and a higher part the transitionary period also has the same thing in order to get into your heart you have to clear your shadows you have to clear fear anger you have to clear anxiety all of these things and and transform them into the vibration of love Now, in order to do that, you need the tonics of the heart, I call them, which are things such as compassion, understanding, forgiveness, because ultimately everything that you have been through, you have chosen it on Mm. a soul level so that you can learn the lessons that you need to learn and also so that you can help to shift that out of our collective consciousness as an experience that we need to have. So Mm. right now we are in what's called the bridge zone. We are moving from one harmonic universe to another, one level of consciousness to another so in that we are also shifting from the i the personal the me 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 my pain my journey my story into Mm. the we but that's only going to happen when we clear the heart because when we clear the lower self and move into the heart because then we'll start to understand oneness when we're still in our lower self it's all about separation it's you did this to me or it's black or Mm. white or all of these things but when and that's important because a lot of people are seeing that we're being triggered that we're seeing things in our global arena, which are, you know, kind of bringing up the shadow of how we've been living as humanity. But we have to look at ourselves and look at where those shadows lie within ourselves and transform that energy so that we can now live from the heart. People talk about the cabal. I just want to say something. People talk Mm -hmm. about the cabal and people talk about negative energies being able to take over the ascension 
that cannot happen because as a creator you create the timelines the the beings that we're talking about that operate on this frequency or in the lower self they have no creative principles whatsoever hence wanting to control us so we don't change reality right so hence why you have to go through the journey of learning that you are god that Mm. you are the creator and that's what brings you into the fourth dimension (laughs) so if you're (laughs) no worries so if you're listening to this right key takeaways from that share are essentially the power is within right and you know the best thing that you can be doing right now is working on yourself like i love amenti said rather than the the lockdown she calls it the cocoon time you know because (laughs) because it's our time so if you're listening to this podcast (laughs) have we got another guest in the background (laughs) yes sorry the babies every time they hear me talk they come so sorry about that (laughs) no worries but essentially use this time to do your shadow work to do your inner child work because that's what amenti's saying is essentially we have to integrate our own shadow yes the collective shadow is coming up don't get stuck in the rabbit hole do your inner work (laughs) yeah i mean and one of the easiest things that i would say to help you is number one understand that we all have to go through it so it's Mm -hmm. not a thing that there's anything wrong with you or anything like that and number two one of the greatest things that helped me was having that observer's perspective so when you're going through you know your shadow stuff I stopped, I stopped asking myself, why is this happening to me? And started saying, okay, what is it that I'm learning here? What is it that my spirit wanted me to know? Because don't forget, you are the soul that created the story. But what's happening is you're living in the personality. You have to shift your perspective and allow your, yourself to see it from the observer's perspective and transform it. What is it that I was meant to learn? What did that situation teach me? Because a lot of us as well, our power lies in our shadow right? Our power lies in our shadow. And we have been trained to give our power away to traumatic situations. And then we perpetuate that. So we have to go through those experiences and reclaim that power in order to move move forward. And that's one of the things that I also assist people with, but I do it through the subconscious. You know, I, I'm a trained past life regression therapist, life between life therapist, hypnotherapist. And I was already doing this stuff before I trained in it. I help people to go into their subconscious, into their Akashic records, see the experience, feel what they're meant to feel, but learn it from their higher self and alchemize it quickly because Mm. you can do that now. We are at that stage where enough of the work has been done by those who have been doing it that the veil has been lifted. So in a way, it's making it easier for those who are now waking up to do the shadow work, just remember that you are not the story and ask your higher self, which is the part of you that is God, the part of you that is always trying to communicate with you. Ask your higher self to show you in each situation, what is it that I needed to learn there? And mm. that's how you start reclaiming your power and your sovereignty. So one question you just you just touched on there was the fact that things are speeding up or or, or things are getting easier. Because I think we, we can have this maybe old paradigm idea that this work is difficult. And what you're saying is that basically the veil is thinning. And so things that were less accessible are much easier now. So like we can access our own Akashic record, for example, or yeah. we can do this, we can transcend this pain healing trauma much quicker than we used to be able to do so yeah yeah i mean one thing that that's that's correct and one thing i'll 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 say is that i said before the reason one of the reasons why is because so many of our star seeds have chosen to incarnate into this physical body and do the work you know we're talking about from the 60s 
put before the 60s indigo started to come in you had the great harmonic convergence as well that took place you saw you had the hippies coming mm. in and bringing in that song the dawning of the age of aquarius so that consciousness was already happening and so it's it's, it's almost as if we are the continuation of that and because that work has been happening it's mean it means that number one the planet the, the vibration of the planet has already started shifting because we've got high vibrational beings going through the human experience and so then bringing up the frequency of what it means to be human but it's also because um the time that we're in right now it is basically everything is the veil has lifted so it is an opportunity for us to be able to tap into those resources and another thing is in order to create a reality, you have to have what's called a consensus, meaning that at least 51% of the reality have to believe that something is true and then it becomes the truth, right? Mm. Same like, okay, when we thought that the Earth was monkey. Planet. Right, okay. So we're now reaching a stage of uh, consensus reality where more people are starting to understand that what the world that we're living in is not just 3D and matter-based. We saw things like Reiki become you know, a woohoo subject and now becoming something that they do in the doctors. So it's showing you that we've naturally had this progression of consciousness. And spirit has also shown me that we're in what's called a bridge zone. So the age of Aquarius hasn't anchored yet, but we've got up until 2032 where we're going to see more and more people starting to wake up and doing the shadow work and doing the transitioning work. So as much as people can think that there's a rush, there isn't. It is part of the natural evolutionary process that we're supposed to go to go through this earth was always going to ascend and we were always going to go through that process of evolution now we have tried to ascend before as a collective and it hasn't worked because we haven't been able to reach that consensus reality but this time was always written if you read in any of the scriptures it doesn't matter whether you're talking about Lemuria, atlantis it doesn't matter this time was always written because there was a sacred covenant that was made that there were certain galactic forces that were going to support Earth in making this transition into this next dimension of experience because it affects everything in the universe. Mm, of course, other planet, people are waiting for us. <laughs> right. So how this planet was even created was um, mm. as a way of trying to rescue something that took place when Tara became destroyed by Nibiru. So Tara is basically the higher vibrational um, Earth of this Earth, okay? And there was a, a time where... Um, Nibiru crashed into the old earth and because that degenerated her morphogenic field there was a, a covenant made an agreement made to create a certain um, a shift in the molecular structure of the Milky Way so that we could birth a new earth that would then help to kind of fill the gap that Tara had ascend a race of beings that would basically now be a part of the ascension that would help the rest of the universe, the rest of the procession to move as planned. Because basically if any planet becomes damaged or if any star system becomes damaged, it affects everything in the mm, universe. So mm. a lot of the, the you know, the, the Pleiadians, the Lemurians, Pleiadians, right. The Lyrians are someone that I was connected to for a very, from I was a child. I used to have cats that used to come up to me. I would also always see lion beings in my dreams that the, the, the Lyrians are very much part of helping to seed this particular planet and seed light on this life on this planet. They come from the harmonic universe five. So they're like 14, 15 and 16 dimension. But how you can see that they've had an effect on the planet is where you look at the Sphinx. The Sphinx was actually created in the age of uh, Leo, which was after the great um, creation of this world. And the Lyrians were very much 
uh, a part of helping to develop the consciousness of the beings on this planet. This is why when you look at ancient Egypt and you look at different places amongst the world, they had pyramids, they were using sound and light technology because mm. there were beings that were actually helping the, the beings that were on this planet to advance in their knowledge. So what I'm trying to say is there's always been a history of intergalactic connection with those beings who are from off planet and those who are here on this earth. There's always been a connection. And it has been towards getting us to this point where we can collectively ascend because it means that the whole universal system can ascend as well. So we've got Pleiadians, we've got Andromedans, we've got Syrians, we've got all of these galactic forces that are assisting us because they've already been through this ascension before. So that's why you're seeing so much different star seeds and walk-ins and higher level beings. And even some of the, the planetary changes that we, sh we see, you know, the super moons and the, all of these things mm, is yeah. to help in the facilitation of the raising of the vibration of this planet. When we look at the Schumann resonance, we kind of look at it and think, oh, well, the planet's vibrating. That, that is also connected to us. So every time that we shift in consciousness and shift in vibration, the planet shifts in vibration. So that's what's taking place. We're literally going through that physical shift so that we can experience a higher vibrational level of consciousness on this realm. Beautiful. So that's the ascension. So there's the inner ascension, but then there's the mm. planetary ascension and there's the galactic ascension. Mm, wow. It's all interconnected. And I think what I really like about what you're saying as well is that, you know, people listening to this, like it's, it's happening, just enjoy it, you know, because yes. I think we yes. can take it all a bit serious and it's like, there's so much going on and there's so much being disclosed and, you yeah. know, what's happening out in the world. But actually this is an incredible time on the planet. Exactly. That, that was one of the things that I said when we were going into this, um, this lockdown, as I said, I call it the cocoon. We're in the cocoon. We're about to transform into the butterfly. So many people started off this journey in fear and have now realized that the life that they were living was not in, a ha mm. in harmony with who they truly are. Mm. There are some people who are unable to cope with the situation because they're not used not to dealing it. with themselves. Mm, people have the been, work. right, they've been left to their own devices. And to be fair, if we're moving from a slave-based system to a sovereign-based system, then that means each one of us has to activate that sovereignty, meaning that we have to understand who we are, we have to learn what our triggers are, we have to learn what we're uncomfortable with, we have to go through all of that to become that I am. And because of the reality that we've been living in, people have been so easily distracted to keep them asleep. So what the lockdown did is it forced you to have to look at yourself. You know, I felt like I was living in the future because I had already been homeschooling my children most of their mm. life. I only sent them back to school six months prior to the lockdown because I wanted to them to have more social interactions. Also, as I said in the video, my ex-husband had gone through having TB. So our family had already gone through the masks and all these things. But at mm. the same time, I was able to influence the doctors and give them um, additional information that would help them to also understand that some of the things that we're told in terms of how we, how medicine works doesn't make any sense. You wearing a mask without putting eucalyptus oil on it, which is actually going to help you to breathe and actually going to clear kill any bacteria, doesn't make sense. But what it also gave me an opportunity to do, because my ex-husband was in a coma and they weren't sure how to if he was going to survive, I was now able to use healing technologies on him whether it was light therapy, tuning fork therapy, singing bowls, mantras and oils, and they were able to see on the, on the, on the um, monitoring equipment how it was affecting his body. 
So why I'm bringing that up is that we're moving into a new way of understanding medicine, understanding health. Even Mm. when we look at things like the 5G, it's really just there to help you to start understanding that you are more than physical matter and you now have to start taking responsibility for protecting your energy field. You know, mm. we might look at it in a negative way, but what's it really telling you? It's telling you that this well, part everything's of the- a teacher and everything's a lesson, isn't it? So thank you very much. Mm. So that's what I say is like if you look at thing in if you look at the reality in absolutes, then you will always be in an evil or position. But when you understand that everything is teaching you something, and it depends on how you choose to interact with that experience, whether you gain hell or heaven because that is well, also that's how you move job. through it as soon as exactly. you as soon as you integrate it you'll move through it absolutely exactly. so i just want to t- we're running out of time but i want to touch on one more thing which is awakening our over soul and integrating our higher self because like you mentioned before we came on that this is kind of a process that you are doing yourself yeah um so i just wanted you to talk a little bit about that if you don't mind because obviously i'd love to help our listeners with this as well yeah brilliant Um, And this is something that people come to me all the time about. They say, you know, how do I get in touch with my higher self? How do I become that person who I am? And really it starts from knowing. The first thing is accepting and knowing. We all have been in programmed with the conditioning that makes us think that we have to judge something outside of ourselves and give something outside of ourselves more value than we give to what's inside of ourselves. So the first thing in in learning how to integrate your higher self or connect with your higher self is understand that everything happens within your higher self is within there is nothing outside of you that control can control you everything comes from within you number two have to start building a relationship with yourself okay leave space to communicate with yourself whenever you're going through something in life don't ask somebody else as your first port of call ask yourself Write down in your journal, higher self, show me why this is happening and just write. Because what you're doing is you're bypassing the ego, which is not a bad thing. The ego is actually there to help protect you. But what you have to learn to do is bring the ego and the higher self in balance so that the ego helps you to observe and look at what could go wrong so that you plan properly for how you move forward. But bringing it back to yourself. So always asking the inner teacher, asking your inner tuition. Those things really help in, in, in order to help you to connect with your higher self. Because your so how can self, you do that? How can people do that? How, how can actually they, how physically can they make, do that? Okay, so the, the, pro, the processes that I'm giving you are about helping you to connect with you. So what I'm saying mm. is if you have a situation that you're going through, rather than go, what do I, what do, I do? Somebody help me break down. You say, okay, I'm going to write this down and I'm going to okay. ask myself, What is it that I need to learn from here? Close your eyes. You will hear the answer. Write the answer. Don't judge it. What I was trying to say is that the reason why people feel so disconnected from their higher self is because Mm. they've been taught so much that what other people say is more important. You have to start giving your inner inner self a voice. Okay? That's that's, that's the main thing that I can share with you. Mm. Also, you already in a way know who you are and what you're here to do. We have all had different past life memories or different fantasies or different things that trigger us. Pay attention to those things. If you have a connection to let's say ancient Egypt, start investigating that. Don't dismiss that part of you. Whatever parts of you, you feel like are communicating with you, investigate that because it all starts from within. 
But as I said, the best way is to now start looking to yourself for the guidance rather well, than looking This is looking the sovereignty, outside. isn't it? This is about exactly. us taking charge and, and realising that we have the answers and actually, you know, like you said, journaling, we're taking a walk, just connecting with yourself and waiting for the answer to come. Yeah, because, I mean, as much as it's journaling, it's not just journaling. It's actually being conscious, in conscious communication with yourself, mm. you know? And so, so sometimes we can displace things and leave them kind of on the periphery. But it's really about stepping into the I am by being the I am. And, and, and the reason, as much as it sounds very basic, the reason why it's said like that is because that is the process. I could sit here and tell you to do a guided meditation where you connect with your higher self, but the minute that you open your eyes, you're not gonna feel that as real. And what I'm trying to share is how you do it in action. You have to now start choosing to listen to the voice that's in you, inside of you and start asking that space for the questions. Lovely, beautiful, thank you so much. And so how can our listeners um, find you, connect with you? Okay, brilliant, I am on. I am on YouTube, so you can find me on YouTube, Amenti the Awakener. I'm also on Instagram, Amenti the Awakener. I'm also on Facebook, sorry, Facebook, Amenti the Awakener, or Amenti Anita Francis. Uh, you can join me. You can find me at my website, which is www.amentitheawakenerofficial.co.uk. I'm also in the process of starting a school for spiritual awakening and ascension called Akasha Maya. And that's going to be launched at the end of the month. So I'm already taking in initiates and that's going to be for people who are at either the level of soul discovery. So they're on the beginning of their journey. They want to know who they are. They want to understand about the soul's journey. They want to work through their shadow. I'm also got a space for those who want to start working on integrating their soul. So they've been through the shadow work. Now they want to become their higher self. They want to live their purpose energetically and they need that support. And it's also going to be a space where people can get resources and information. And through my membership, you'll be able to get into the halls of a mentee, which is basically going to be a space where I share a lot of my information. I've been writing, channeling and doing all of this stuff for, for most of my life. And a lot of the things that I've had to give to the world, I haven't been able to yet because I needed to anchor this level of consciousness and really embody the truth of what it was I was saying. So I've created that space now for people to access that knowledge because I understand we're all at different levels as well. Um, so yeah, I also run a priestess hood and it's called mm. the temple of the mother goddess. And um, I'm part of what I'm here to do is to help, um, women to regain their spiritual power to get the tools to step into, right get the tools to step into authentic feminine leadership because we are moving into a matriarchal system of governance and that means masculine and feminine energies in balance and that's what the mother represents i'm also assisting women in helping them to on honor and own their unique soul frequency and also to get back into their womb crafting gifts, learning how to do ritual and ceremony, learning how to manifest and learning how to help others, hold space for others to do their work. So again, you can check out my website. You can also email me at amentitheawakenerofficial.co.uk if you're interested in the Maya school or if you're interested in the priestess stuff, because that hasn't been put out on my site yet, but I am taking in interest and initiates. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. And I also have a book which I've written called uh, 12 Seas to Awaken Your Spirit. I was told by Spirit that I needed to write a book that was going to basically guide people 
along their journey as I had been guided by spirit. And I needed to write this before I was 33. And I got the memo the month before my birthday. <laughs> funny... so you, you channeled it then pretty quickly. <laughs> pretty quickly. I mean, the first part of it is, is that there's like 32 alchemical poems in there. And the reason why I call them alchemical is because when you read it, it takes you on a journey and it triggers things in you. Nice. Um, and that was when I first started working with Chahuti, who did a lot of my initiations into the higher academies of learning. And so um, I share those poems, but also it's a workbook. So it goes through the different seeds on the understanding that you are a star seed, a star that has come and been planted on the earth. And through the elements of fire, earth, air, water, and spirit, you're nurtured into becoming that star you know, being that star seed. So shadow work, it talks about, it's got meditations in there. It's got affirmations. Everything. Amazing. Amazing. Right. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. This is woman is like a fountain of knowledge and wisdom, but thank you so, so much. It's such a pleasure. And like we're down the road from each other. So like you're London, I'm, I'm Chichester, but it's lovely to talk to another Brit. So, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. And I'm sure we'll connect again. And thank you so much to all of your listeners and your viewers and for you as well. I look forward to connecting with you again. Thank you, sis. And we will see you next week with another incredible guest. Thank you so much for listening to the Dharma Life podcast. I do hope you enjoyed this episode. Please come over and say hello on my Instagram, our Facebook group. And also, please let me know what you thought. So if you are listening, please take a screenshot of the podcast that you are listening to. Tag me on Instagram and I will reshare your post. And please let me know what it is that you got out of today's episode. Remember, when we do our dharma, we are happier, healthier, we live longer, and we have a deep sense of unshakable inner peace.